Hello everyone, welcome or welcome back to the second episode of Wonder Days. This is Rotractor Palak and along with Rotractor Vidisha will be your host for today. So today on board with us we have Ms. Cecilia Sire, a travel and a lifestyle content creator who believes in showing the world to her followers in a fun, personal and a relaxed way. She is based in Madrid and travels all around the world with a camera and a YouTube channel being one of the largest in its category. So without further ado, let's have a peek into this travel vlogger's fascinating life. So firstly, I would really like to thank you ma'am for joining us today in this session. So now let's get started. Now, uh, first question. Uh, so this quarantine has led all of us to know more about ourselves, like be it baking or you know learning various courses. So what have you explored about yourself? Well, actually, uh, when the pandemic started, I thought like, you know what, I'm going to be recording videos at home every day and learning new skills and working out on YouTube. Like I had uh, very big expectations for the time that I would be in confinement. But actually what I uh, explored and developed was more of an emotional side because even though I was home and I had technically a lot of time to do things, I was incredibly sad and worried and um, not going to say depressed, uh, but you know, since like so many of us have been like, you know, very worried about family and friends and what is going on out there. So after a, a, the first two weeks, which were pretty rough, what I realized was that it was okay not trying to be productive, not trying to make the best out of the situation. It is a crisis. And, I admire a lot people who started baking or started, uh, you know, doing workouts or like I have um, close friends who have doubled their YouTube viewership during the pandemic because they were making great videos. Uh, for me, it was more like a like, like an introspective uh, journey where I I learned to be happy being at home, happy being uh, by myself, um, even if I have been living alone for, for some time now, and I do enjoy the time that I have for myself, it's like, it's one thing to do it because you want to, and, and a very different thing because like you have to, you, you have no choice but to be alone. And it, it was a very interesting process after which, like I came out of the, of the confinement feeling um, content of, taking time for myself and having been compassionate with myself so that, and that was something that i shared a lot with my followers it's like be compassionate to yourselves be patient with yourselves we are not uh, in a in a at home vacation this is the serious stuff going on and if you're sad it's okay to be sad and like if you're happy and excited because you now can sleep until noon well that's okay too <laughs> Um, that, that's actually really amazing. You like to discover yourself, know about yourself. That's really important for every person. And I think, uh, you know, you might have just, uh, you know, taken the quarantine to its full potential and, you know, explored more about yourself. Uh, so moving on to the next question. Uh, all this while, what has been your greatest influence under which you landed up in this creative field? Like, was it your passion for traveling or was it like something else? Oh, well, it's actually a pretty interesting story because when I was little, I wanted like to be an actress and a singer, like, you know, all those glamorous things. And I'm actually a terrible actress. I took acting lessons and I'm just, I'm really bad at it. So I was never able to, to have like a proper uh, entertainment career. 
And then sometime uh, along, you know, life and my career, I actually studied psychology. I graduated, but I, I, I never actually worked as a therapist. But um, as I was finishing my studies, I opened, I, I decided to create a blog. I was actually blogging about technology, which is something that I like a lot. And then I started doing social media and kind of getting like a, a small modest uh, following on Twitter and on my blog. And that was very fun. And then like maybe around 2013, 2014, I discovered YouTubers. Like, because like at, until that point, I like I used YouTube to watch funny videos. Like that was it, like bloopers and cat videos. And that was it. And I started discovering early YouTubers like um, I Justine or Anna Kana, Lily Singh. And I thought, hey, these girls are doing amazing things with a camera. They don't have to be actresses. They don't have to go through a casting process. You know, they just set up their cameras and start talking and, and do what they are good at. Um, so I said, okay, why not? I'm going to try to do it myself. And I opened the first uh, YouTube channel, which was a, a personal channel, not travel related. At, at that time, I wasn't traveling a lot, uh, but I did have a, a day job. Like I had, I had an office job, which required me to travel maybe once every uh, three months. Uh, and I said, well, I might as well start showing this uh, traveling part of my life to my audience. And so it was like a very slow process. And then I also had um, an Argentinian friend, because I'm originally from Argentina. Like I'm currently living in Spain, but I was born and raised in Argentina. And one of my blogger friends had a travel blog. And I, I, I always read his blog to like be better informed on what to do when I was traveling and where to go, what to eat. And I said, well, maybe, maybe I can start showing that to my audience too. So it was like more of a... Um, a lot of situations, one building on top of the other, uh, that led me to now being um, an, a video travel creator uh, or a travel influencer uh, of sorts. Um, that's actually that's actually so. Let's you know before really digging into your traveling experience, I have a short game for you, which is called this or that. So you just have to choose like something that you really like. So first is city side or countryside. Uh, well, mm, well now, uh, now I would say countryside. Uh, before okay. it was city-side, but now with the pandemic, countryside is great. <laughs> a window seat or aisle seat? When you choose to travel? Oh, uh, window, seat, window seat. Yeah, because I like to put my head uh, <laughs> on, the, on the plane wall. <laughs> That's nice. Uh, then, uh, will it be with dolphins or going shark diving? Oh, oh, yeah. Um, probably playing with the dolphins because I, I, I can't do diving. <laughs> and so, like, uh, while you travel, so, like, do you prefer music or book? books? Books. Uh, that's actually great. Like, even with a short activity, we came to know a bit about you, and that's really nice. So, moving on to the next question. So, we have stopped your Instagram account, which is all filled with chaotic and vivid cities, and it's, like, been getting lost in its beauty. Uh, so, like, uh, how have you been getting lost in the beauty, navigating your way through, you know, and communicating with the locals and, uh, you know, trying authentic dishes? Like, how has been, you know, traveling in different countries be like for you? 
Oh, I think that uh, going through cities, I, I love cities. I, I love getting to know new cities. And I especially like uh, walking a lot, like just kind of start walking, maybe having Google Maps just to make sure I don't get, <laughs> I don't get lost. But um, seeing with my own eyes, not just the touristy parts, which of course I always want to see, but more like the residential sites or the to eat. I enjoy very much going on public transportation on different cities because I just like, like, I think public transportation is the, the most um, uh, genuine uh, place in all cities. Like that's where people are going to their jobs or to see their friends or to, um, I don't know, go buy something. So I enjoy very much watching the different formats and how we hometown and then well also the food like the food is just the best way to <laughs> to get to know a new uh, a new culture and actually i remember when i was in istanbul um that i traveled there alone i did i did have a travel guide who helped me but i was mostly on my own and the food was so so different from the food that i that i had in, in argentina and latin america and at the same time, it was so delicious. And I was like, for example, in, in Turkey, in Turkish uh, food, they use a lot of yogurt. And in Latin America, yogurt is just like a snack. Or you like you eat it at breakfast or maybe like an afternoon snack. But you would never put yogurt in, in your lunch or in your dinner. And then they had like these great, tasty, delicious foods made uh, like with yogurt as one of the ingredients. And I was like, this is amazing. Like, why am I, why why are we not doing this? This is great. <laughs> yeah. So according to me, like, uh, you know, trying out new things and exploring is actually the best part of traveling. Like, you know, a fixed itinerary is not something you know that that will give you so much fun. Rather than just trying out and looking for different things. Uh, so moving on to the next question. So as we know, traveling is all about exploring and you know adapting to different lifestyles. So all this while, what have you adapted? Like you, you have been living, uh, living in countries Argentina and Spain. So like, what's the difference, and how have you adapted to the culture? What do you like about their lifestyle or their culture? Oh well, the, that's actually a, a great question because I think that uh, you know maybe it's a cliche, but th there is some truth in the cliches that traveling is the one thing that actually you spend your money but it makes you richer and i feel like i've been so blessed to know this different culture so uh, one thing that i always try to um learn is like vocabulary or, or phrases that that have a great meaning in this new country and that you maybe uh, it, it's like you know like a concept that you don't have back home and then celebrations like um i think there is so much richness in the different culture celebrations that I always try to maybe not um, call them my own because they're not, but uh, trying to respect it and, and try to see like, like for example, I know that this, this past week has been the Jewish New Year and I'm not Jewish, but I do have a lot of Jewish friends and just seeing them and learning what the New Year means to them, and like this moment to reflect and have a new start. And so I think that's amazing. Like, okay, so that's not my religion, but why not honor that and learn from the, the positive meaning of that? 
And then it's also very interesting because in Argentina and in Spain, of course, we speak the same language. But when I moved here, I realized that <laughs> the vocabulary is incredibly different. Like there's so many things that we use different words for the same object in Spain and in Argentina. So it's been uh, like a very intensive process, but now I feel like my vocabulary is way richer. Maybe I can express um, some ideas that I, that maybe words were a bit limiting when you only had like one version of Spanish. And when you start, you know, using more verbs and more phrases and more vocabulary, uh, not only is it super fun, but I think that it also allows you to express yourself uh, more broadly. Okay, so uh, when it comes to like culture, fashion is like fashion plays a very vital role, right? And you indeed been a fashion icon on your Instagram account and YouTube. Like you have a great fashion sense. So for that, uh, we have arranged a like a short quiz, like a fun game, wherein I'll tell you the place and you have to describe what outfit you will wear in that particular location in 15 seconds. Okay, all right. So here we go. The first place is a tropical island. Oh, tropical island. Okay, so I would probably be wearing a bathing suit underneath and a long dress because I just I love long dresses, but very flowy so that you're not uh, feeling like it sticks to your body with the humidity. And a nice hat because the sun is a pillar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the next is a desert. In a desert, like what would you wear in a desert? Oh, in a desert. Okay, so I've been to a desert and uh, white clothes, white clothes so that the, the heat and, and the sun bounces from your body, probably a pair of uh, like light pants, light white pants, uh, uh, a long sleeve, but very light uh, shirt. And then, yes, again, something to cover your head, maybe like not like a big hat, but something that sticks more to your head but prevents it from getting over heat. Oh, and sunglasses, of course. Never without sunglasses. Uh, so the up next, we have Amazon forest. Oh, in, a for in the Amazon forest? Yeah, in the Amazon forest. Like oh, any, okay. any Amazon forest. <laughs> yeah, well, the first thing you have to be wearing is mosquito repellent. Like, without that, you're not going to be able to do anything. So once you have all your repellent put on, I would go with a pair of nice, um, like, uh, Doc Martin boots. Like, you know, because they're not extremely comfortable, but they will keep your feet safe, and they're also very stylish. I would probably wear a pair of uh, cargo shorts, maybe green khaki, like that sort of foresty color, a white tank top, and... Oh, well, this might be a little cushy, but what about like some, some nice um, scarf or, or tissue around one arm? And yeah, maybe a headband and just like your hair tight because you don't want it catching spiders. Yeah, that, that's great to know. So the next and the last place is Norway, like any cold destination. Oh, okay. So. Absolutely fundamental, and this is something that I learned uh, this year. I went to Finland, actually. And so what you have to be wearing is underneath your clothes, 
um, I think it's thermic underwear, like uh, heat um, absorbing underwear. So it's just like maybe a layer of uh, a very good um, uh, undershirt and underpants. So uh, that's it. Like you need to have your body uh, next to your skin. Like the first layer of, of of clothing has to be that. And then on top of that, I would wear like maybe some uh, black um, warm pants, which is black, a good pair of boots. I actually have a, a nice pair of white boots that I like a lot. They have to be weatherproof. And then like my shirt and those sort of things. And I would also go like with a white um, good, oh, uh, jacket. I was missing the word print. Like a puffy jacket with like the hood with the, the, um, with the, the, the fur. Which is preferably place fake fur, not real animal fur, uh, but that is good because when it snows, it catches all the snowflakes and they don't go to your face. <laughs> I'm sure these tips will be very useful for our listeners. Uh, so, talking about your experience, when it comes to travel, we do have experience, whether they are good or bad. So, we would really love if you know you could highlight your worst experience in a, on the hilarious note. Oh, it, it was actually hilarious. Um, fortunately, I, I haven't had terrible experiences, but there was this time I was coming back from Colombia to Madrid. And the, the trip was nice, but when I started coming back, like, things started to go wrong. So first of all, we were like in a smaller town and we had to connect in Bogota to come to Madrid. So the first flight got delayed because of a storm, which you know, nobody's fault, just a storm. But since that got delayed, we missed the long flight. So they sent us to like an airport hotel to spend the night there, and then we would catch the the, 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 the other plane the next day. And the hotel was terrible. It was, of course, a hotel for people who had missed their flights. So everyone was miserable. Like everyone was sad and tired, and they technically like they offered you lunch and, and it was dinner and breakfast and it was terrible like we were like you know like when you're a kid and they send you to uh i don't know to school or to a field trip and the food is terrible and you have no choice but to be there and i was like well okay you have to be patient like this is fine it could be worse so by the time we get, we get to the airport, we well, I actually, because they did, but the, the other people just took the other plane. I get to the airport, I get on the plane, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to sleep, just relax, get to Madrid. And you know when you're so tired, you're actually so tired and you can't fall asleep. So I tried and tried and tried, I can't fall asleep. And I said, okay, I'm going to take a sleeping pill just to relax myself. Which I had before, and like my biggest surprise right now is just try not to or like talk to a doctor first. But I had taken them in previous flights, and everything was had been okay. But here's the thing: you're supposed to take the sleeping pills if you know that you're going to be sleeping for a, a considerable amount of hours, like not for just like a nap. So I took the pill. It took me a while, but I actually fell asleep. But maybe like two, three hours later, they wake me up for the meal, for the, the airplane meal. And I'm always so hungry. Like I never say no to the to the plane meals. I, I, I rarely say no. So I forced myself to wake up and like 
paper on the breakfast, and I'm like, okay, no, 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 I have to stay awake to eat this. <laughs> Fine, like I could have just kept sleeping. Um, so when you do that, and you do, and you have taken the sleeping pill, your body doesn't react great. So I remember I had the, the, the breakfast on my tray. This is economy sitting, so very cramped space. And I was like, oh, I, I think I'm tired, I'm not feeling well. So I just, I, I, I say to myself, I'm going to rest my head, and if I, you know, and if I still don't feel great, I'll call for help. Next thing I know, I have three flight attendants over me, just saying, "Miss, Miss, are you okay?" And I feel something wet on my lips, and I'm like, "What happened?" I said, "Miss, you fainted." And I, I had actually fainted on top of my breakfast tray, uh, just because, probably, probably because of the sleeping pill. And everyone was like super worried. And I was like, I don't understand what's going on. I said, no, you're okay. I had actually spilled. Thank goodness it wasn't, it was, I think it was just water because I, ha I had spilled the liquid on, on, on top of me and I didn't burn my legs because it wasn't coffee or tea or anything very serious. And like <laughs> the food was all over the place. I was like, I am so sorry. Um, so that was pretty scary, but uh, I was actually very lucky because the person sitting like two seats, uh, or, or yeah, one or two seats to my right, he was a doctor, so he got up and, and came uh, the other way and was kind of trying to help. They liberated my robe so that I could lay down and raise my legs and all the other passengers were like, oh my God, is she okay? What's going on? And I was like so embarrassed. I was like, yeah, I fainted because I was so hungry that I wanted to eat breakfast even though I should have been sleeping. <laughs> so that was a pretty, pretty bad experience. But all in all, when I think of it now, it's just, it's, it's hilarious. It's funny. <laughs> Yeah, so at the end of the day, what matters is how we deal and how we manage with the whole situation. And you indeed, you know, like uh, very well managed at that particular point of time. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, talking about the future, uh, you know, future projects, what is on your bucket list and what are the projects on the horizon? Like what is coming next on your channel or maybe in general in your life? Well, I had to change a lot my channel strategy because of the pandemic. Um, I was actually planning on visiting Japan by this time of the year, and it's been postponed. Uh, well, you know, until we're all sure that things are okay. But Japan is definitely on my bucket list. I was actually going to be uh, making a great cruise uh, from Mumbai to Rome uh, in April, and that has been postponed as well. But what I am focusing now is on things that I can do, and what I can do right now is showing uh, Spain and showing Madrid, which is something that I have in my hand. So I have been doing some local uh, video vlogs here in Madrid, which I'm very excited about. And then, um, actually, the first thing that I want to do when when things get a little bit more, more normal is going to Argentina to visit my family because I just miss them so much, and it's funny how. When I lived there, all that I wanted to do was travel the world and be far away and get to know all these other places. And now that I'm in Europe and I do get the chance to travel fairly frequently when there's no pandemic around, but I do get that chance. Now all I want to do is just go to Buenos Aires and be with my family and eat the local food and just see my friends. So that's kind of the two things that are most likely to be happening. One is showing Madrid a lot and then... Just as soon as I can, just go to Argentina for a few weeks. 
yeah let's just hope that every everything gets normal as soon as possible so talking about pandemic again uh, you know the traveling industry is something which has really you know hit badly due to this pandemic so what are mm-hmm. your thoughts about the new normal revival of this industry well i did get the chance to travel a little during the summer i went to uh, vienna because i wanted to show actually the new normal and like my thoughts right now are that i am not so concerned about um, air travel which has been proven to be fairly safe and airport protocols are doing great and like if we have all like learned that we have to like, wash our hands wear the mask like don't be near uh, people or be near, near strangers but if we do that that's safe i think that the most um Now, the biggest challenge right now is what to do or what the experience is when you get to that destination because maybe maybe I can take a plane to say Paris but when I'm in Paris I can go to the museum I can go to the Eiffel Tower I can like I have to be wearing a mask I, I, I mean I'm not sure I'm just like imagining an example um, I have to be wearing a mask while walking all day and you know when uh, I love walking. Like when I go to a new destination, I just love to walk around. And of course, walking around with your mask on is very difficult, which is not an excuse not to use it. We all have to use it. But like it, it's still hard to breathe. So I think that um, that will be the challenge, not just uh, moving people around because with the proper measurements, that is not a, that's, I discovered it's not the hardest part, but actually, how to make sure that people enjoy their time in the new destination, how to make sure that uh, they do it so in a safe way that doesn't put them at risk or the local people at risk. So I think that that is what's going to take more time. And also, yeah, just waiting for the vaccine. And the vaccine is probably not going to be ready for hopefully early next year maybe fingers crossed um so i think that's when actually uh things will start getting better in the sense that you can travel places but can you actually enjoy them so i i think that is the the bigger challenge right now and not so much airplanes and, and hotels that was the, the initial uh, concern Uh, yeah so the pro t- uh, tip over here is that we need to you know maintain our precautions before like whenever things get normal but before that we need to uh, keep social distancing and all the norms which are been published by who so we need to maintain yeah. those precautions and then might like might the things get normal and everything goes very smoothly later on uh, so yeah. moving on to the next question as someone who is planning for solo long term travels what is the most important important bit of advice you you could give oh well um maybe several different pieces of advice uh plan ahead as much as you can um i know that some people like to be spontaneous or just getting there and well, well i'll see what what i do and i admire them because i am not capable to do that i do know that i enjoy my trips more when i plan in advance like getting to know uh, how the public transportation works and where I'm going to be staying, making sure, especially as a solo female traveler, making sure that my hotel or whatever accommodation is in a nice, uh, safe place. And if it's not that much, then making sure that I plan around 
uh, getting in and out when there's still, I don't know, sunlight or people around. Like, I know it's not the greatest um, experience, but one has to be realistic. And um, walk a lot, walk a lot. Um, try to get to know the, the city or the place under your own terms. And actually, something that I enjoy a lot is maybe like a like a tip, not not a travel tip specifically, but I do use audiobooks a lot. So when I am walking in a city, I'm actually listening to a book or maybe a podcast or something related. Um, I mean, ideally related to the place that I'm visiting, but what that has um, meant for me is that as I'm listening to the story and going through the streets and the, the parts of town, uh, that story and that town and that place get intertwined uh, permanently for me. So then when I remember the city, I remember the story. And when I remember the story, I remember the place that I was when I was doing it. And that is a great way to um, just get to know uh, a new place and maybe not feeling well. I'm actually an introvert, so I am not great at making new friends when I go to a destination, which is something that is like if whoever is listening is an extrovert and you can make new friends, that is great. Uh, it's actually a little harder for me. Uh, so my company are usually the books uh, and the audiobooks that I'm listening. Um, but yeah, mostly just uh, investigate a lot, plan ahead, um, try not to only read like the official guides, but also like YouTube channels and travel blogs that have like the, um, the nitty gritty and maybe the details that nobody's going to tell you that, uh, I don't know, for example, maybe the official website says that the train gets there at a quarter past the hour, every hour, but actually it gets there five minutes later. It actually gets there 10 minutes uh, earlier or whatever. It's like the kind of things that maybe the official guide will not tell you, but the, the, the person, the individual that has been there will. So I think that's uh, super, super useful. That's, that's actually very useful for the budding traveler, travel bloggers, which we have, upcoming budding travel bloggers. Uh, so the last game, that is the fun activity for today's podcast, is a rapid fire, wherein I'll ask you questions and have to answer it within, within one minute. Uh, so the very first okay. question is your go-to travel destination. My go-to travel destination, London. Love, I love London. Great. Uh, so the second is a famous personality with whom you would wish to travel. Oh, oh, that's a great question. Oh. Oh. oh, I don't know. Um, famous personality. Well, there is this uh, Uruguayan singer, actress, who's, uh, she's Natalia Oreiro, and I think that she is so much fun, and like she seems like such a nice person, that I think she would make a lovely travel companion. That's great to know. Like, it would be really great if, you know, we could see this happening in real. We would really watch your vlog, even though yeah. they are in Spanish. Uh, yeah, so the next question is, place which gives you an adrenaline rush like the oh, place then, yeah uh roller coasters like i i've been to um bush gardens in tampa bay in florida which is like a roller coaster focused uh amusement park um and <laughs> 
he had this like crazy throw you all over the place roller coasters and I have like a like um a love hate relationship with that. It's like I have my adrenaline like on highest levels uh and I'm like oh no why why am I here? But after it's done I, I, I'm like yes. I would love to be brave enough to do parachuting uh but I don't think I have it in me. <laughs> Well, when it comes to the roller coaster, I think everyone shares the same feeling because it's like it's a love and hate relationship as you as you stated it very correctly. So the next is, how do you prefer traveling, solo or in a group? Uh, actually, both. I enjoy both very much. I like solo because I do it on my own terms and I don't have to be like worrying if it's too early or too late for somebody else. But it is true that when you get to share it with your friends, uh, like it, it's much more special, but I would say both. Okay. So the next is favorite cuisine all around all around the globe. I might have to say Spanish cuisine. I might have to say Spanish. It's going to be amazing. Like I've been eating incredible since I got here. <laughs> okay. So the next is how would you describe yourself in three words? I I think I'm curious. Curious is definitely the first. Um, I try to be kind as, as much as I can. And I would say persistent. So curious, kind, and persistent. Okay, that was great to know. Like it was very fun interacting with you. Now over to you, Palak. Um, that was actually an interesting rapid fire. So the last question to you is, as you mentioned of being a formal rotary, so how was your experience being associated with that organization and what is that one thing like which, which, has, cha which has changed in that organization like after you joined it? Oh, um, that was such a nice experience. My, um, my grandfather was a Rotarian, so I had like his uh, knowledge of, of him and but I didn't really understand what he was doing and then when I was a teenager he said like hey would you like to be a part of Rotaract and getting to know these people and I think that my nicest memory of that was when we actually went and did a community projects like I remember this time we went to a, to a kindergarten school in a very poor neighborhood and well I mean it was not very poor, but it was like a, a, the, the building itself was not properly taken care of and we just went there and we painted and we fixed it and we were like an entire weekend doing that and I was exhausted. I was like, oh my god, I can't, I've never been so tired in my life and when we finished and we saw the happiness in the kids' face and we saw the building all so beautiful and so nice and I felt like this was so worth it. I think that there is such a special joy in making someone else happy, in making or, or in trying to make something nice for somebody else, whether like you know, whether they are in need or not. And that is something that I wouldn't have gotten to experience first firsthand if it hadn't been for Rotary. And I think it's something that a lot of people I mean, I'm not saying that uh, like in a negative way. A lot of people don't have that experience because, like, you know, they never had to 
do that sort of things. But when you do it, you find that there is a great joy in making good. And that is something that will, I, I will have with me forever uh, because have, having been a part of, of a Red Rock Club. Um, that's actually great. We are also serving the same place to you know, enlighten our audience more about the various issues as well as different things going around the world. So firstly, I would really like to thank you, uh, thank you uh, from all of my members for giving us such an insightful session, read about your experiences, all your stories. They were so interesting and uh, very amazing. And also, I'm very sure that after listening to your podcast and your stories and experiences, uh, then, uh, which you shared with us, there will be many uh, listeners who would want to know you more. So, uh, could you just, how could they reach you? Could you just mention that? Oh, absolutely. You can reach me on YouTube. I am Ceci de Viaje, which uh, Ceci is my name, and de Viaje means uh, traveling in Spanish. So, Ceci de Viaje. And on social media, I'm on Instagram and Twitter as Ceci Sayadas. C-E-C-I-S-I-A. <laughs> uh, so to all the listeners there, uh, we'll have all the links of the contact details in the in the show note page of the podcast. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been great. That was yet another great episode of The Wanderties. Do follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube and LinkedIn. We go by the handle to track club Lokanwala. All these links will be made available in the show notes section of the podcast. So here's to the more traveling, sharing and inspiring. Until then, stay safe and stay home. Goodbye.